0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of High Minded with McCarter. I'm your host, McCarter. I'm her co-host, SK. We are here with episode 37. Woo-woo! Woo-woo! Today, we interviewed Elias agozi. And Mikey Morris, Elias is the founder and owner of a brand new hash rosin brand, Egozi Family Farms. Farms, they have their own super high quality rosin, which Mikey, what is aka the Hash Lord, is the main washer for the hash, and if that doesn't make sense to you now, hopefully it will
1: through the episode. <laughs> Yeah, this episode was great. It was really highlighting the generational connectivity of the plant and how family is so important. And I thought they did a really great job of talking about the transparency that comes with that family name that they put behind it and the high quality that they guarantee.
0: Yes, we also got to try some of their rosin. It is such high quality, so delicious. That super booth is one of my favorite (laughs) rosins right now. It was really amazing getting to hear their stories of how they both got into the cannabis industry and all the different ventures and companies that they've been with prior to this before making it happen, you know, independently. So it was a super great story. Elias is also an MMA fighter, which is super interesting. Yeah, all together, the whole package, it was just an incredible conversation. We had a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, they brought their partners, so it really was a family time. And yeah, we had a great time just snacking and dabbing and...
0: Yes, they just opened a new dispensary as well, Alto. Check out their website or their Instagram. The Agozi family hash Instagram is at Agozi303. That's E-G-O-Z-I-303.
1: And as always, follow us, subscribe to our podcast, any platform that you listen. On Instagram, we are at High Pod, And follow McCarter at McCarter Gets High.
0: Yes, and major shout out today to our episode sponsor, Gentleman Quins.
1: Yes.
0: We love y'all so much. These are probably the best clean blunts I've ever smoked in my life. If you haven't heard of them, Gentleman Quinn's has their high class, big ass blunts out today with no nicotine, no tobacco. It's a hemp wrap hand rolled in Denver. They are putting out such quality stuff. Their high class, big ass blunt has two grams of whole buds. And it also comes with a connoisseur box with each purchase. Then they also came out with a smaller mini Quinns high class mini ass blunts with 1.25 grams of whole bud. And it is so adorable. I love them so much. Yeah, they're really
1: classy. It really does feel high class when you light one up.
0: They're professional blunt rollers. bluntadors, Or as they call them, bluntadors make the best blunts I've ever had. They smoke the smoothest. I could never create this ever with like (laughs) thousands of hours of trying.
1: Yeah. And it's cool that they've really created that proprietary um, hemp wrap that has no nicotine, no tobacco.
0: Yes. It's so great. And you can check out their website, gentlemenquins.com to find out where you can get their products in your area. If you're in Colorado If you're in Boulder specifically, you can buy them at The Republic and Caring Kind. And if you're in Denver, you can check out Simply Pure and The Green Solution. So check them out at GentlemanQuins.com.
2: So I'm Mikey Morris, uh, Mikey dabs it on Instagram, now with four T's, super deleted. <laughs> 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 That's right. <laughs> um, I'm head of solventless over at Gozy new solventless rosin company out of Denver. Uh, 2160 South Lipan is our storefront. We're medical right now, Alto Dispensary. Um, killing it. You know, our whole team, we've got, what, 15 people, I believe, on the squad so far. Just uh, can't be any more blessed.
3: Hell yeah. Nice. Uh, my name is Elias Egozi. I am uh, one of the owners of Egozi, along with the rest of my family, my brother, my sister, and my mother. Way back in the day, um, I started in Florida, where I'm from, and my mother's the CEO of the Epilepsy Foundation down there mm. um, for about 20 years now. So <clears throat> I just like saw a bunch of her patients, and a bunch of them were coming to us with like questions about cannabis that we had no answers for because Florida was just super dry right. at the time. <clears throat> I was obviously, or I was like a recreational enthusiast, mm. let's call it at that point, probably like in my early teens or late teens, you know? Mm-hmm. So I had an affinity to the plant from that angle. And then like this other angle, uh, just like kind of made it or made it seem like it could actually be a real part of my life maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, I could start to see like the bridge between like my passion for it as a consumer and the medical effects that it could have um, and so I kind of dove head, head first into it. There was a campaign in Florida being going on to legalize medically at the time. United for Care was the name of the campaign. I jumped in as a volunteer one day. Um, I told him like, I'm gonna work 40 hours for you for free for a month and then you're gonna hire me to run this thing. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I was probably a lot less confident at the time but I knew I was gonna get it done just cause I had a passion and I, I needed a way to connect like that legacy passion that I had for it with some sort of legitimacy forming in the world with it mm-hmm. and it was the avenue that i needed so <clears throat> i went head first um that year we didn't pass the camp with the our legislation failed by like two percent so we, in florida you need a 60 super majority to win any kind of um citizen referendums we had a 58 percent vote so we felt short barely wow. um but they put it right back on the ballot in 2016 we went for it we went, got it and that's like nice. the medical program in florida that you see today with True Leave and some of these other guys, um, Cookies just opened a store like 10 -hmm. blocks from my mother's, you know, where I grew up, which is kind (laughs) of crazy to me.
0: Wow. Yeah,
3: yeah. So full circle in that regard. Um, Eventually, I made my way to California just to kind of get my way into, get my hands dirty, let's say. Um, I was doing like legislation, politics, lobbying kind of work. And I went just right into the actual market itself in 2016. Bought a house, started growing, basically. Went through every problem you can think of that's associated with that statement, uh, (laughs) bad partners, good partners, bad landlords, bad equipment, um, bad weather, bad luck, bad police officers, bad sheriffs, bad decisions. So I made it to Colorado. Um, I started a company called Harvest Labs and still in business right now today, actually, uh, with some other partners at the time, just like a affordable hydrocarbon extraction company. Um, they did fine. We did fine, um, Our partners and I didn't see eye to eye, so I went another way. Moved to Elizabeth, started growing hemp, 30 acres for CBD, which at the time was like somewhat of a profitable business. It's like 2019 now, 18. Um, Did that for a couple of years. COVID hit quickly. The market plummeted before COVID anyways, but there was no money left to be made there. Um, And I was always just kind of like keeping my eye on, you know, the legal... THC market after I left Harvest because that's where I knew I wanted to be and where my passion was. And I was looking and looking and this place came up, you know, facility that we're at now was um, in bad shape. They were run down, you know, all the problems that, you know, happens when like a grow and a place just kind of goes to shit, bad ownership, bad management, Um, employees with no culture, no passion kind of thing, you know, dirty facility, Um, just not what you want, you know, and I saw an opportunity in that. And so I got to my family. I got together with them and I said, look, it's like it's been a long road, obviously. Um, they've watched me go through all these trials and tribulations and um say I'm a millionaire one day and I'm broke the next day, literally come to them for help and you know, all mm. kinds of shit, right? But um they also understood what I was trying to achieve and where I was trying to get to. And I think that when this came up and I brought it to them, like they understood what was about to happen and uh we went for it, we went all in for it, you know. And I basically just cleaned the place up by myself as as long as I could. Little by little, I started to pull in people that cared as much about what I was about to do as I did. Um, Eventually that led me to this marvelous hash lord (laughs) right here uh, through some other friends. You know? So
0: incredible. Thank you again for being here and yeah, just shedding some light into all the craziness you've experienced and been through. And I love what you're making, love what you're putting out there. You're doing it right. So I just yeah, want to hear more about it and like Yeah, dude. How did you know you wanted to like have your family name on this current oh, brand? I
3: didn't want that at all, actually. You <laughs> definitely didn't. I didn't. Wow. I, Cause I it's not that's not my that's not me at all. Like I'm not wow. uh that type of person in any way, shape or form. In fact I lean quite the opposite. Um but, like my brother and I we were doing like market research, if you want to call it that, but just mm-hmm. kind of looking around at what the other brands in the industry are and we realized that like if they if there was a meaning behind the name, most people didn't fucking know what it was, or if they did have a meaning, it was actually like not what the company intended it to be in the first place, you know, and we realized that it doesn't even really matter that much as long as like the product the product's gonna get associated with the name, and the name is really like um something that the owners maybe and the and the, the team uses to to create a culture and a stand behind and well we're legit family owned and operated and like let's just go with that was kind of the attitude and these guys loved it so we ran with it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's yeah.
0: unique it's short and unique
3: yeah and that, we had talked that's about people uh, want i feel like yeah uh, it's got a nice ring to it too which which yeah. helps you know and
2: We talked about uh, like reliable or like transparent or something like that. But too much of CRC is revolved around reliable and transparent. So it's something we're not a BHO extraction company. We're a solventless company. And Elias has a great name and his whole family is, they're beautiful. You know, they have great souls, great passion, great drive. And it, it ends up trickling down into our whole entire team. Like our whole team is like a family. You know, if you have an issue, you can call on this one. If you have an issue, call on that one. Uh, A lot of companies don't drive towards their team. It's what can we get out of the team and then go to the top, whereas we're super team oriented and family oriented. So yeah, I've I've never been in any company that's uh, really been so family involved and together. Uh, Ten years out here in the industry, seven badged and probably 32 different spots now and
3: I'm, Whoa, (laughs) you know, I'm, I'm blessed. Excuse
0: (laughs) me, 32.
3: (laughs) It it was the story you keep hearing where like, uh, someone gets hired and then, um, they teach a bunch of people their process and they make some company, a bunch of money and maybe upgrade their facility with new ideas and infrastructure. And then they get fired one day. Wow. And then that happens 10 times in a row. Right. Um, that's how I got every single one of the people that's working for us. I mean, we saw it really? happening. Yeah, and it was like, let's stop this shit, right? Yeah. Like this is like these are really talented people just being tossed around. It's like it's not it's not what we want.
0: And now time for a quick commercial break. We would like to thank today's episode sponsor, Gentleman Quins. Their high class big ass blunts have 2 grams of whole flour and come with a connoisseur box with each purchase. Their other product is the Mini Quins high-class mini ass blunt with 1.25 grams of
1: whole flour. They are hand-rolled and manufactured in Denver, Colorado using a custom hemp wrap. That means no nicotine, no tobacco. They use whole bud and they have in-house blunt doors that do an amazing job using really high quality flour.
0: You can check them out on their website at gentlemanquins.com. If you're shopping in Denver, you can find them at Simply Pure or The Green Solution. If you're in the Boulder area, you can check them out at the Republic and Caring Kind Dispensaries. And again, find them online at GentlemanQuins.com. That's G E N T L E M A N Q U I N N S.com. How is your company, I guess, and your brand, like, combating all this, like, corporate cannabis and consolidation that's happening? And, like, we definitely want to keep it like, small, family, craft, yeah. solventless, and, like, organic. and But also, you know, still accessible to a degree, but quality does come at a bit of a higher cost. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not like you're selling $100 grams. Right. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so how do you balance, like, all of those things?
3: I was pretty terrified with um getting into the market like with the kind of um competition that you're describing for example but uh what i found which i think you already knew is that like the market was the market's constantly looking for what you're describing like a small business that really cares about what they're doing that cares about their experience um and they'd rather and not just in cannabis right i think that's a trend that's happening throughout society. Definitely. At least in Denver, you know, and and elsewhere as well, but just in general. And like, let's be somebody and let's be a group of people that people want to support and want to give their money, you know, it's because the exchange is fair or even even towards the customer side, you know, where like so many of these companies, that's not their model. It's like he said, it's let's, how quick can we get over? If we have bad product, let's dump it. Like we throw shit away. That's bad. If it's not, you know, if, if there's no use for it, like, It gets thrown away. It just, there's no like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, we'll find a use for it if we have to. But like if something's tainted, if something gets mishandled, if there's any kind of like bacteria, mold, pesticide, anything that happens from outside sources that we buy, it just goes tossed, you know. And there's ways to remediate that stuff. There's ways to get that to the market that most other people do. But we just won't, you know, because we don't need to. We'd rather just focus on the awesome product we can create and let people enjoy that shit. And the numbers will work themselves out. I believe they will.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. consumers definitely want to support companies with integrity and values. For sure. Um, and I think that's what's missing in the market sometimes, mm-hmm. and it's great that you guys are bringing that.
3: Yeah, um. trying to at least. I mean, you know, challenges every day, you know, staying true to ourselves and you know making decisions in-house. Like, the pressure, like you say, is there you have to be competitive, and but we just – you know, got to stay true to like who we are and that's every yeah. day we go in and we remember that and we choose every decision. Every decision we make is based on that philosophy, you know, yeah. that steers us and make sure that we steer in the right direction. Otherwise, it is easy to get lost sometimes.
0: Yeah. How's it going with like sales and getting your stuff into a lot more dispensaries mm-hmm. in the Colorado market? What do
3: you think? <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm blown away kind of how, yeah. how um like the initial... You know, feedback and, and the support, the initial support from a few big partners was uh, amazing. Like, I was not expecting that at all. You know, it's uh, like I said, when I started Harvest, for example, a few years ago, just like an average hydrocarbon company, no, no real um, edge to the market, like no nothing special about the product. And like I did a bunch of sales for them and it was not fun at all, you know. Yeah. It was not fun at all. Like, like what's that. the difference
1: between these two things? You or like ask always. Or they the or
3: they just won't talk, you know, they just don't want to talk to you. They're just too busy for you. Like it's just not the same experience. Whereas now with especially with him, the hash lord. <laughs> <laughs> we walk into a place and if they're not like already friends with us, then they see our product and they see what we're trying to do in general and they're like, All right, let's let's be friends, like let's do business or let's try to or something. So in that way I think it's been very positive the sales process.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, it's been pretty quick. Um, I've never uh, had dispensaries order like three times within a two-week period, you know, because they're selling out so fast. Um, there's, you know, companies I've worked at before that we were doing solventless, and it, I've never seen the wildfire take off that has. The community support is just insane. I, I cry probably every night from it, like, <laughs> you know, oh the, gosh, the feedback. I'm just like, Wow. I mean,
1: the product is incredible.
3: Yeah. It's like yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm Smells tempted. Amazing.
1: Can we try some? Yeah, please. Okay. I'll
0: just, I'll let's like, get a spark disc. Yeah, I'd love to. I'm house. like, let's get the serious stuff <laughs> yes. out of the way. Yeah. Um, can you talk okay. about like how you found the flower for these like four-year drops and like Yeah, that process and what you're looking for. Yeah,
3: we're we're a single source. We we grow all our flower in house. Okay, so so then
0: what? Yeah, yeah, how did you know what strains then? Or like,
2: it was kind of a genetic hunt. We did. uh, Like, there's a couple banks in Colorado that can legally send metric cuts clones. Um, Right. So you know, Med Metric, all that kind of stuff. There, there's Clone Colorado that we use. And mm-hmm. we basically just picked genetics that wash that I've I've been doing this for ten years. So I kind of have an idea of what genetics oh, wash and sure. what don't. Um, when I came in and seeing their garden, which is how I started, I started on like a fresh frozen consultation on teaching the Whoa. the growers the how to harvest. Yeah. yeah.
0: Can you break down a little bit more for people who don't know what we're talking about? Like yeah, yeah. the process
2: that you're yeah. About. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Clone Colorado is a company out here in Colorado. They are legally allowed to buy seeds and pop them and grow genetics. And then they sell those genetics to dispensaries if they have grows. Sometimes they'll sell them for clones out of dispensaries or like ourselves. So our grow, we bought them, we put them into our grow. Uh, we made like mothers out of them and super cloned out so that we could get tables out of it. And then we just ran those. And when I came in, we kind of did like a pheno hunt. So we just test washed, washed, uh, test washed strains, and uh, found out what we needed. So we have a list so far of about thirty-two strains that we've washed in house. And then we have Whoa. real-time data on the numbers that that produced to hash, how that transitioned into rosin, our press return, and then Whoa. our overall rosin breakdown on like premium, choice, and. Food right.
3: Grade. With the different, yeah. like, and then some were just not viable. Like some were just, oh, yeah, complete washes. Uh, no pun intended. Right. How <laughs> does you know.
0: that? How does that happen?
3: Just the genetics. Like when the um, the genetics are heavy on the land race side, like a lot of old genetics, they just don't have the trichome formation that we're looking for when we're when we're washing. So they don't yield as well, or if it does yield, it doesn't press well. Um, it might oh. be dark in color. It Might have some weird like flavor profiles that don't really mix or match well. Okay. Uh, these are all different reasons why you might not use a genetic low yield, like terribly low yield. We had a, a one that was like <laughs> fractions of a percent. Um, uh, whereas that, you know, industry average is four or five, six percent, you know. Mm. That's a big problem for a company like us, especially when we're already right. We're already like we already yield less because we don't use as much for a finished product. So that, that's why it's we have a cleaner, like better looking product than some other people on the market because we're using less than less of, of okay. the extract than they are. You know, um, he'll, you know, the hash lord will get into it more than I ever. Could.
0: Yeah, but, I'm uh, so intrigued. Like, yeah. I wish I could do what you do. Like, I know I'll never come through. I'll, be I'll able, to.
2: <laughs> wow. I'll let you pull a bag. <laughs> all right, so, are you guys
0: worried about robbing? No, not at all. I know it doesn't happen a lot here in Colorado, but out in like California, have, there's and, it's all over the news. Like,
3: uh, yeah, I'm, I have stories of that as well, many, um, but. We have pretty sophisticated security at the facility that we're at now, and then when we are open, soon for recreational sales, we'll have like armed guards and all that stuff. So, okay. I mean, it's a worry. It's like it's not even a worry at this point. I would say it's just like part of doing business in this yeah. industry. So it's it's a security risk you have to is take. a thing. You just have to have it and have to make sure that you're well protected because people will try to rob you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And are you at all worried about like an inside job of like the security company?
2: No, because more we would never employees. hire a security company if I had control over it. Um, <laughs> I would hire people that I know that do security, you know, oh, personal people. Oh, okay, um, okay, you don't
0: go through a company. Yeah,
2: okay. there's actually personal people I know that work in the industry that are awesome people that do security that, you know, I know they make this amount per hour, so you know, give them a dollar or two more and let them come over here. Give them a nice salary and make them live life a little better and, hey, come take care of what we're doing and be a part of that. You know, that's what we're about. Let's lift the community up. Um, yeah, a lot of our collaborations that we're doing coming out, like our artwork, Summer, my wife, (laughs) she uh, brought a lot of local artisan to do uh, drawings. So our Cushments was done by Burning Bush Clothing, Mr. Mo. Uh, It's a Venus flytrap with a mint on his tongue.
0: Whoa. Um, so that's
2: pretty cool. It's on the bottom of all the jars, and that's our only release of that. So that's if you guys cool. see the Cushmans, grab it. <laughs> I think that's it's out really now. I think cool. it's done. Yeah, it's out. Yeah, it's done. Uh, we're going to have some great pie logos coming out as well. This done by Rhiannon's World. She's a local glassblower and artist. And then,
3: uh, let's see, Feed Thy Wizard Joe. He did our Grease Monkey. It's super cool. In that regard, I was just thinking we, we want to be doing so much more, you know, like we want to be out in stores and giving shit away, but we just don't have any of that stuff yet. Just cause like the way that everything happened so quickly, we weren't expecting
2: yeah.
3: the, this reaction, you know? So we're like way under, under exactly. equipment equipped, you know, in my opinion. Yeah. So when did you like, drop? Like two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> oh yeah. God. so okay. this is wow. like, it's what is it's September 25th today or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. We were projected
2: so. for December and we did a September drop. Um, Wow. I'm, Elias and I are very quick. Uh, <laughs> get Whereas, her done. Uh, you know, we want to hit I'm the ground running. And I'm <laughs> we want to get it done and hit the road. So yeah. we were chatting one day and we're like, hey, let's get this out here, you know? So yeah, thankful to the packaging team and the wash team and the grow team because yeah. uh, without them, we couldn't do anything for yeah. sure. But uh, how many plants do you have, I
0: guess? Or like, is it square footed? Uh, However, you want to measure we your do grow. A-
3: 1800 plants, basically. And that's between our veg and our two flower rooms. So each of our flower rooms is like just under 600 plants. Okay. Um, Four guys in the growth doing it. Zach, Ian.
2: Zach, Ian, Ben, and Joseph.
3: Yeah. Just killers. Nice. Yeah, they're
2: killing it. Love what y'all are doing. (laughs) Keep up the good
0: work. (laughs) How
1: much flower goes into a gram?
2: Into a gram, probably seven grams. Okay. Breakdown. Yeah. It's usually like a seven gram flower to hash conversion. Um, but that will vary depending on the genetic. You know, if you give me a GMO, I can probably give you two and a half grams. If okay. you give me a slurricane, I can probably give you a one and a half grams. Um, Whoa. You know, it, it varies. <laughs> so your percentage. So let's say uh, GMO that we just wr- washed recently gave us a 6.5% return. Yeah. So, so that's higher. We'll say I'm like, higher end, yeah. yeah, it's super high. Uh, average is three. You know, hitting a 3% oh my is gosh. like cool you know like we're good now we can run this okay a commercial business like we are and in this industry we're not at home doing this uh we need to make money so five percent six percent and you know if we had a ten percent you guys are gonna hear me scream all around the world (laughs) (laughs) Um,
3: as long as it tastes good though because sometimes those you know if like it might dump a ten percent but then it tastes like nobody wants to it doesn't yeah, it's not good. Right. Not the terps, not the right terps. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, which is obviously, if you look at our packaging, you could tell we're very, you know, uh, terpene, terpene oriented, terpene yeah. oriented. Yes, yeah, exactly. Totally.
0: Let's talk about the packaging. <laughs> yes, I love that you have like the total terpene content listed. Mine says 7.45%, which is crazy. <laughs>
3: well, he was telling me when we were first getting our first results back, you know, he's like, oh, 9%, 10% is really good. And yeah. And I said, well, this one's like 11 and a half. And he goes, what? <laughs> No, it's not. It came right over the computer. I'm like, fuck yeah, it is. Eleven point seven. That was yeah. like one of our first washes. Grease Monkey wow. had eleven
2: point nine four. Gushers had eleven point three four, and then our Gary Payton is dropping soon. Is at ten point six. Um Damn. So far, there's one other company I know of that had the record at eleven point one four. Yeah, Kaicha told us we have the new state records. So. Wow, yeah. It's like
1: blown out of the water. <laughs> <Yeah. really. laughs> and this and is
2: uh, one of our last few runs of Grease Monkey, too. So we'll stay at that 12%, and then we're going to let it go and go find something else.
1: You wow. Know? Oh, wow. Those are
2: the initial strains. You know that, that was one of the moves as well, is let's drop some strains to the market that we know people know. So they'll try them and love them. Right. And then let's really drop something So you get them like crazy. hooked on
0: your brand. Nice. Thank so we've you. got
2: the wedding pie coming out soon. People have seen that, but our cut is totally different. Okay. Um, we're talking about combining that with an ice cream cake and calling it honeymoon cream. <laughs> I love the name. Yeah, pound me purples one. That's the ayahuasca purple times London pound cake. Shout out to Elias, yum, <laughs> <laughs> oh MMA
0: <my>
3: style, <laughs> a homage to, to the MMA world. Absolutely. Wait, yeah,
0: okay. I was gonna say I initially followed you, obviously because I followed the page, but yeah, I saw you doing all these crazy photos of you like in a ring and like doing stuff with. Yeah, your yeah.
3: body. <laughs> I would like to move the body, for sure.
0: So, yeah, how like, can you tell us what, what have you done? What, yeah, yeah. What's I, your I background? I am
3: an amateur MMA fighter, so I've had, like, uh, I've had four MMA fights the last two years in Colorado. Um, Whoa. I've got one coming up in a month, October 15th, actually, three weeks now. Cool. This is why I keep eyeing these candies like a fucking...
1: Oh, are you trying fiend. to cut weight? And yeah, stuff? Okay. he's twenty
3: pounds over right now. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> <At> seventeen. Man, <laughs>
1: 17. and bringing this big tray of cookies. Let's when you talk to him <laughs>
2: about his weight too, he's like, a, he's like your wife or something. Like, I don't want that much.
3: Uh, <laughs> it's a thing. You're always looking at it. You're always having to make sure you're on weight for your next fight. And if you get too far off track, it's a hard road back to being the right weight. You know, because we we have weight limits when we fight, it, so.
0: It's like wrestling kind of like. Exactly yeah. like wrestling. How di- like how Did different you... is it from wrestling? Sorry.
3: Um, MMA in general is like very different. Wrestling's one component of mixed martial arts. So MMA is like uh, all the disciplines of fighting all thrown together. Okay. So there are rules, but like pretty much anything goes except for like, you know, foul play like. Kicking somebody in the nuts, or yeah. head headbutting them, or something like that. Catching some
2: eyes out. But,
0: uh,
3: so there is a lot of wrestling in it, but then there's you know other um, disciplines. But you can like kick and punch. Yeah, and Muay start. Thai, kickboxing, boxing.
1: What discipline? Taekwondo. Okay, what discipline is your background?
3: I'm pretty or your favorite. Well rounded. Favorite <laughs> changes by the day. Kinda. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like a love hate relationship with all of them. Really, it's so depending what's your on fight who, who's style being on? mean to me and who's being nice to me at that day. You know, <laughs> but. <laughs> I learned everything from from the beginning, so I didn't have a background. I, I started um, from scratch, like recently. When so, and why
0: did you start doing um, or practicing MMA? Yeah,
3: a couple of years ago. Actually, now it's been like four years now, five years. Um, but I was partying like way too much when I first moved here, and uh, I was just looking for like another outlet to that or a way to stop doing that. And uh, I know like from my my history, I was like a student athlete when in high school, for example, and I know like when I'm doing something like that. I don't have as much um, urge to mm-hmm. do dumb shit, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> Well,
0: I, yeah, and you can get, like, your, like, whatever out, everything out in, like, a safe way.
3: Well, you know what I actually realized? That I, I enjoyed, like, being hungover. I know it sounds kind of mm-hmm. weird, but, like, that sort of depressed, like, slower, calmer state of, like, not being able to put out too much energy. Like, I actually really enjoyed it. And I thought, there's got to be a better fucking way. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Than poisoning your body up. Yes, every just wear and, it uh, the fuck so out. So now I just beat myself up and let people beat me up. <laughs> uh-huh. I get that same <laughs> feeling, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's super positive for my life, so it's great.
1: Wow. So like, hopefully you're beating them up a little more.
3: Do you find it's – I think it's pretty even – I mean, I train with fucking savages, <laughs> U- UFC <laughs> veterans, Whoa. you know. So Whoa. they beat me up more often than I beat them up. Yeah. But luckily that makes me – pretty able to beat up my opponents yeah
0: yes. yeah how right. do you prepare for a fight with cannabis
3: um so cannabis is such a big part of my life it doesn't change for anything or anybody like my habit with facts cannabis is love like that locked yeah. in <laughs> to my static. lifestyle. so yeah. like Nothing really changes much, you know, and my teammates think I'm crazy because like every time they've ever seen me, I've been fucking stoned, right? Like I smoke a joint on the way to do anything and on the way from doing anything that I do Mm, every day. So like, yeah, that's legit. So yeah, I'll go train and I'll stoned and I find it, it helps me in some ways. Like I think there's definitely some disadvantages to that. Um, Luckily on fight day, I have to check in super early and then I'm I'm locked into the building so I can't actually like leave. So I do have like a few hours to kind of sober up against my will but uh, it's probably better. So you the, have to fight
1: without cannabis, yeah. but every other facet is. Yeah. Okay.
3: Which is actually kind of weird because it's like Very. the only three hours in my whole life lately yeah. that I'm kind of sober. So <laughs> it's all part of the challenge of fighting people in cages that I, I've decided to take on, you know?
0: Wow. Do you find it's like a form of therapy for you?
3: The ultimate therapy. Wow. For that hour that you're doing it, doing it or 30 minutes, whatever you're doing, it's, it's the only time that I can find where there's nothing else to think about because, like, the consequences of not being focused are so high. Yeah. So you don't, you can't lose focus, which, which means you can't think about all the dumb shit you were thinking about when you woke up that morning.
1: True you know? presence. Yeah.
3: And cool. so, like, if I was worried about some shit on the way in, um, by the time I, I'm not, I don't even remember what you it got was bigger on worries. the way out. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Right. I have bigger worries while I'm there. And by the time I leave, I don't remember. Like, it's like a whole new day happened, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, for me, that's the ultimate cathartic experience for sure. Really nice.
0: So I wanna take us mm-hmm. back in time a little bit. Uh-oh, are we good over there? Yeah, we're good, sorry, I messed it up. Okay, right. can, you, can you hear yourself? <laughs> Everyone still hear themselves? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> um, I wanna take us back in time a little bit because we love to ask our guests how and when you were first introduced to mm. cannabis mm. and what your experiences were the first time smoking.
2: Mm. My first experience was, uh, let's see, I was 16 years old. Uh, back in South Carolina, we were out in the country in Dazel. We went to one of my homie's uh, houses that his granddad had left him. So he left him 400 acres Whoa. of land and he had like a really big plantation home.
0: Holy so we shit. all
2: went over there and I raided my parents' liquor cabinet. You know, I was like, oh, we're all going to get drunk. And we go over there and they're like packing bowls of stuff. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> stuff. And, <laughs> that's awesome. I was dating Summer at the time too. And she was like, oh, that's weed. You know, wait. So y'all go back real far. Oh, we go back far. So oh. I and I've been together fifteen years, uh, married so five. <laughs> so she Adorable. was like, "Be careful with that." Um, Be careful. And uh, my mom had called me right before, and she was like, "Do not smoke any green stuff." And I was <laughs> like, "Okay, yes, ma'am." Like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm from the military family. Like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and uh, we end up hopping in this truck together, and they pass me this bowl and I hit it. And all I remember was I didn't feel high, you know. That's what they mm-hmm. all. Say. I was like, I'm fine. I don't even feel anything, you know. And I get out of the car and I'm walking inside and I tripped and fell down. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at like the grass blades because the grass was tall and it was just like moving. <laughs> and I was like, Wow, this is what this is like. Like I, I, thought it was gonna be like the TV shows, you know, where you yep. fly through space and all that kind of weird shit, or but get it,
0: like locked into a couch and it. The person looks like a pancake. Yeah, like the old commercials, right? (laughs) Your dog starts crying and stuff. Nah,
2: but yeah, I I got really hungry and. Laughed a lot and had a great time. And Fuck all I yeah. remember was like, I want to do that again tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> and let's, it's been a wrap ever since. <laughs> uh, I stopped for one year for a PTI. I got caught with weed a bunch of times in South Carolina. And I had to do pretrial <laughs> intervention, so I wouldn't go to prison for six years. Oh. And they let me off. I pissed dirty for six months and learned how to, like, clean my pee. Um, Whoa. Shout out to SureGel. <laughs> um yeah, I did that. <laughs> Learned from this old guy that if you take fruit pectin and mix it in with a Gatorade bottle and drink it three hours before a piss test, that you'll piss clean. Mm. It blocks your kidneys out and your bladder, so like any fluid intake afterwards will just be clean. It doesn't work on everybody, but it worked on me. So knock like on wood. Whoa! <laughs> uh, so I passed that. Write it down, people. Yeah. <laughs> Did some community service, uh, rode some golf carts around and picked up trash and smoked weed since I'd already (laughs) passed my test.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Yeah,
2: did that for a long time. And yeah, my my story is pretty weird. I I grew weed with my granddad and one day we had like this issue and we decided to pull the plants. I used to blast a lot and decided not to do that anymore from getting blown up. So I uh, did some research, like how do you make weed into smokeable without it being too smelly and I saw how Ed Rosenthal and a couple other people I looked up to were washing oh, hash shout out to Ed yeah. and uh, I really paid attention to Kenny Kenny Wally shout out to Ken too oh. single source he used to do his uh, ski mask days and mm-hmm. I, my granddad yep. freaked out one day he's like we gotta take these plants down so I took these whole plants or dipping them in hose water and ice out of the freezer <laughs> and pouring that through a coffee filter and that's how I collected hash for the first time. And wow. that like evolved into like nug smashing and then taking that and like, hey, we can press this through a hair straightener. So I started off blasting. I seen that stuff like just packing tubes and just putting it into a Pyrex dish and letting it evaporate off until you thought it was good and let's smoke it, you know, <laughs> but uh, that's not healthy. <laughs> yeah, definitely <laughs> um, not. <laughs> I really found out the hard way when one of my friends and, We were smoking and doing that, and they came underneath the barn, and it blew up the butane (laughs) and like burned my eyebrows and my beard off, (laughs) like part of it. We were blasting it. It wasn't even the barn. We were blasting in a RV. Like one of my homies had an RV. We were just some
1: like breaking bad yeah, shit, but pretty much weed.
2: Boom. You know? Wow. Luckily the windows were open so we didn't blow windows out. But yeah, so I was like, there's gotta be other ways to do this. <laughs> I like the concentrates because it wasn't like carrying a bunch of plant material around. Yes. And they were it's limits. not as stanky. Exactly. And like I had a lot of cop friends. I was going to college and stuff like that too. So I didn't want to be involved with, like, stinking and then having to go sit in a car with them and do a ride-along for my class. It's like, oops. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) What was
1: your method of consumption?
2: Um, I would dab off of a titanium nail. So that was, uh, you remember when that was a big thing, red hot titanium nails? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Did you
0: ever do any, like, hot knifing?
2: I started doing some hot knifing to try after the titanium nails because I'd seen like where people were doing that. So I took like balled up water hash and tried it that way. And that was not good. <laughs> what
3: <Well, laughs> was not good about it?
2: It was hot.
1: <laughs> hot,
2: hot to your lungs. Um, yeah, hot to my mm-hmm. lungs. And then Walmart butter knives, you know. Oh, oh
1: like, yeah. I've got to
2: say A lot of off <laughs> sure. Yeah, I was yeah. high on a lot of stuff. Let's just oh. say that. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's just
0: like probably not good other materials also getting into. Your body. Yeah. yeah.
2: Definitely. No but plastic. We at least I like wasn't plastic. low in iron. Huh.
0: <laughs> yeah. So then how does like what you're describing now or like then compare to transition.
2: Yeah. To, yeah, now definitely, you know, quartz bangers are the bomb. <laughs> you can't beat that right. slurpers nowadays are crazy. Like all these different designs of quartz. Oh yeah. But, yeah. Titanium was rough. That was a rough age for all of us, I think. It
0: was. <laughs> yes. Oh, but sorry, I also meant um from like you first washing, washing to now. Washing, transitioning. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. So then, you know, just coffee filters, you know, pulling with coffee filters, letting it sit out in the, in the daylight, wind, all that kind of stuff. And I stopped doing that and then went to college, focused on college, focused on mine and summer's lives, uh, working, kind of just smoke trees, you know, smoke flower every now and then. Friends had chatter and stuff. So I go that way. Um, One day we decided after college, like, let's move out to Colorado. My dad lived out here when he was in the Air Force, so I got to visit the mountains and fell in love with it. Uh, So we moved out here. I did like some security, some bud tending, some growing, uh, dispensary work. Mm -hmm. And we washed bubble hash at one of those. And I fell back in love with it again. I was like, oh, Micron bags, you know, that's crazy. (gasps) I'm not used to this. (laughs) You're like, this is luxury compared to what you were doing. (laughs) Yeah, so I, I started doing that and eventually moved into more of like dispensary work. So I was a bud tender. I became the manager and just worked that. And then I got an offer to come out and wash here in Denver for a professional lab in the industry and they taught me a lot we learned from a lot of people like kenny uh, a couple of people from leafa nice just just a lot of different influence for me to like take it all and merge it into what i know now so i was able to learn processes um how to make the hash cleaner how to use uh like stainless steel is what we use at Egozi instead of nylon bags because it's plastic right Mm. so like yeah i can't prove it but my theory is that plastic off gases. You think about plastic and heat. You know? Definitely. Any logical person is gonna say it produces a fume or a vapor. Yeah. I would rather not take that risk of like we're all smoking plastic fumes and let's just go like stainless steel. So we use stainless steel, no off gassing, completely clean rosin. It's actually now on Instagram, uh, Extracts Daily just posted a video, a commercial for us, the Gozy page. So check that all out. Oh, so um, cool. Yeah, it dropped right before we got here. So surprise, surprise. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, so solventless just became what I was about. I dabbed a lot of live resin and, you know, the companies that we have out here, they're really pushing that craze. And
0: mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: You know, everything was cheap, so it's like, why not? Rosin was always more expensive, so like who could afford that? You know, cost-budget, you know, budget-friendly stuff. I really started dabbing that more and more based on the owner of one of the spots I worked at. He was like, dude, you should really just try solving this, and bought me like seven grams of it. He was like, smoke it for a week and then come back to Live Resin and tell me the difference. (laughs) And I was like, okay. So I did that, and I've never looked back. You know, that's been probably four years now that I've been on just solveness. No live resin has touched my lungs, no yes. BHO. And uh, it's just been cleaner for me. I don't have like the lung aches, chest aches, you know, stuff like that. Yep. Um,
0: <laughs> it's, it's great to know people who know what they're doing with yeah. the best hash and the best flower.
1: <laughs> That's the thing. It's like knowing what to buy is half the thing. Half the battle, I can right. budget if I know what is good and yeah. what to buy. But right. sometimes I think I'm buying something good and... Someone's like,
3: ooh. There are ways to have solventless options for that are affordable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be rosin or everything else. It doesn't it doesn't have to be like I can afford solventless or I'm gonna hurt myself smoking butane, you know, like <laughs> yeah, it's
1: a shame yeah, that we're gonna, that that's we're gonna like...
3: find a way for like to have a budget line, you know what I mean? Something that still represents what everything that it should be, but it's gonna be affordable enough that you can put it next to live resin and, and choose that instead. You know what I mean?
1: Nice. That's
3: it's doable. It's doable.
0: I was pleasantly surprised by your prices, especially compared to. I am going to drop some names, especially compared to like seven ten. Um, and like I love Laser Cat, but like there, you know, the prices can definitely get up there. So, like I love to see. I was like forty five or something. It, you know, and like I think that's totally reasonable.
2: Definitely. And
0: but like what also goes into that with the different types of like. With like, you were saying the micron bags. Yeah, and like micron the micron di-
2: bags, different.
0: Yeah, like the size particles they can yep. get through, basically. So how does how do you guys do that?
2: So we separate out. So we will pull our 45 through 159 for our mixed micron. Okay. Um, and that's going to be the more mature heads, like the gassier heads, um, over-ripened heads. Like the 160U is a food grade. So okay. we stop before we get to that point.
3: When he um, says heads, he's talking the heads. Of tricum the heads, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah tricum, tricum heads.
2: So you'll think about a stock like a mushroom, mm-hmm. and then the top part is what we collect. So it breaks off in the ice water. So we, uh, we run really cold water so that we can make it brittle enough that when it hits the paddle and it rotates in the vessel, it falls off. So then we give it about a 15 minute set time and it collects down to the bottom, and then we dump it in, into our vessel, like our collection vessel, and we pull our micron bags. So we'll run a 220 bag, collects all the plant material. 190 U will be like the second catch to make sure nothing gets into the food grade. So like the 160 that goes to like edibles, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, The reason why we put it towards edibles is because it will produce like a greener rosin over time. So if you let it sit, it has more chlorophyll in it because it's an older head.
3: Mm. Whoa. Larger head meaning older head. Yeah. Yeah. Larger bag captures it. And then as the microns go down, it's a smaller size that you're capturing. Exactly. Okay. And then the different grades are usually different micron ranges. Yeah. Are there like
1: premature ones and then like? Absolutely. So 25. That mid range.
3: Also, the terpenes inside the head will change over time. Mm -hmm. So a premature head will have different terpene distribution than like a more mature head.
1: Interesting. So sometimes
3: earlier is better, right? In fact, often. Do
1: you test like four terpenes as as it's maturing?
2: Oh, uh, well,
3: that would be a great R and D project. That
2: would. Um, um we're actually working on something with Ion right now, low key. <laughs>
3: um, shout out to
2: Corey. He's absolutely he's a man. killing me. We love it. Corey. Yeah. We love Ion. He's got a new process that's gonna be crazy. Um, so yeah, we're doing some R and D work with him to to figure out when to pull certain plants. Yeah. Uh we're also doing an R-Grow because like, you know, some companies are renowned for pulling too early, you know. Yeah. Because they want a cleaner white hash. So that's how you do that. Pulling too early means that trichomes start as a clear head. So like water. As they get older, they'll get milky and then amber as they finish out or you yeah. know, before harvest.
0: And you're supposed to pull... Well, I've read you're supposed to pull one if they're like translucent, right? Yeah, so the like a ideal, little milky.
2: Ideal head would be like uh, 20% clear, 30% milky, and then the rest would be your amberness so that way you're getting like a okay. full spectrum within the trichome oil okay. Yeah. okay. if you pull too milky then you're just going to get white hash that makes you really high but not for a long time so that's why a lot of people oh. don't push for certain companies because like you pay this amount of money you get high and then like 30 minutes later you're like i really kind of need another dab Okay, someone was
0: asking. I was just with my friend, and she was just saying the same thing. She was like, "I don't understand." Well, actually, her husband is going to be on the podcast tomorrow. Uh, Dakota is his name. He's one of the managers at Eclipse. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, he's been a good friend because I used to work with his wife, also named Emily, um, when we did cannabis PR together. Like four years ago. Anyway, I was with her yesterday and she was like, I don't understand why sometimes with some dabs, like I'll be high for a way longer time. Yeah, And then other ones, it's like 20 minutes later, I'm like, I feel like I need another dab. I'm like, yeah.
2: now I know. So it's more THCA that you're getting instead of THC. It's not as developed. So the compounds and cannabinoids aren't ready to be converted or they're wow. at a level that when you convert it, it loses so much. So you could see like on some companies, let will say 73% THCA, and it might convert to like 30%, 40% when it's actually burned. So heat converts THCA into THC, which is why we use hot bangers and puffcos that get hot. Everything has to be hot. So that's uh, like edibles for food grade. When you decarb it, you're decarbing it over time so that it converts so that your body can absorb it.
1: When you're testing it, How specific is the testing? At what point are you testing? Are you testing the same plant multiple times?
2: Yeah, so we will test it over time. Um, So like we have Superboof that we first did. We have a harvest that just came down today of Superboof. So we're going to test that one as well. We pulled it earlier than the last one. So we have a day 54 and a day 49. Mm -hmm. So we're, you know, we're playing with it to see what it does, what it likes as well as we like. Um, Also flavor. So... Me personally, I will take samples so that we can know which microns taste a certain way. You know, so like that's how I know over time that 45 U's are gassy. So the 45 micron is a more mature head, so it has more amber in it. So those are always gassier because of the beta carophylline in it. It's had more time to mature Whoa. into that terpene profile. Yeah, wow. this is insane. <laughs> <laughs> and then as you get more into like the 73 micron to the 120 U, which is like head stash for people... That's more of like a limiting terpene profile that I found. You have some eucalyptol, some linalool, um, different things like that. Pinene will definitely hang out around there, but pinene likes more of a 120 to a 160.
0: Are you looking for a certain terpene specifically? Me personally,
2: I like beta-caraphylene as my personal terpene. It's the number one terpene for stomachs, for indigestion, and digestive issues. Um, I suffer from cyclic vomiting syndrome, so... If I get too stressed out, whether it's positive or negative stress, my stomach will have a seizure instead of myself. It's just a disconnection. A lot of people call it cannabis hypermesis syndrome, but it's not always that. I've had it since I was a kid, and I found out that cannabis was the way for me to not go to the hospital every time I had an episode, is what we'll call it. Um, I get super dehydrated. So from vomiting nonstop from the stomach seizure, I can't maintain fluids. So I have to go to the hospital, get an IV, get... Morphine, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I always Whoa. feel really bad the next day because, like, it you know, got doped up. <laughs> yeah. um, so in South Carolina, that's really how I found cannabis. That's, you know, the, the stumbling Whoa. into it and then refinding it as a medicine. Totally. You know, it's, not, it's not just recreational. I used to tell Summer all the time because we actually, when we first started dating, used to fight about it. It was like, you're always high, you know. Yeah, if I could not be high and still smoke, I would. Because it's for the medicinal side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really, that really sent me down the fact of like, let's learn about this plant and evolve my life into it. Um, yeah, terpenes, so are crazy. Cool. Different terpenes do, do different things. Like, limonene is a cleanser, it's just like uh, pine saw, pinene, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, lemon terps are used for cleaning in society nowadays. So it's pine because it's a super, um, Antibacterial property,
3: yeah, yeah. Makes just total glad we're sense. talking about terpenes instead of waving indica sativa flags like we used to. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: Are do you guys still feel like we're you're fighting that battle or like?
3: I think the hash world's well evolved past yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, everything's it, a yeah. hybrid. Yeah, that's what
0: I. Okay, stop. Sure. This is what I've been saying for like the last year. Or so I was like, everything's a hybrid these days. Like,
2: yeah. ayahuasca purple is probably the only. Sativa that I would call a sativa, um, just based on its skinny leaves, it gives you super racy high, um, and it does not wash. (laughs) Period. We washed like 14,000 grams and got seven (laughs) grams of water hash back, so it's like a 0.2 return. So, uh,
0: can you explain how that happens a little bit more? Of like, um,
2: so the trichome heads don't have oil, that's pretty much that they're not. Uh, So you think about a water balloon, like the mushroom kind of thing, but that top head is a water balloon with a cuticle. The cuticle contains the oil that we press out. So everything that's rosin is from the internal of a trichome head, the oil. Okay. As you wash it, you pull those heads off, you put them in a freeze dryer, they freeze out into sand, you put that in a bag or steel, whatever, and you press it. And when you press it, you're breaking the water balloon and excluding the oil. And that's mm. what we're running out off the press. That's like fresh, up. Fresh, yeah. Press, yeah. Yep. fresh press, my <laughs> favorite. Then I take that, I taffy it myself. So I take it and I do like candy tech where I twist it until it's super milky. And then I put it in a jar and let it cure in a cold cure. And that takes, oh man, it could take two days, it could take two months.
1: <laughs> How do you know when it's cured yeah, properly? That was my question. So
2: it will marble out, the hash will marble. It'll uh, turn different colors and it'll change from this tacky hardness into a smooth batter, like cake batter. Okay. And when you know it's at that point, you'll dig into it and you'll see sometimes it'll be stringy and hard and then sometimes it'll just give all the way through.
0: Wait, but that's different than like twisting it. Yeah.
2: So after it's cold cured out, I'll just take my dab tool and I'll pin it up against the side of a jar and smash it what that's usually doing is like if there's any THCA crystals, you know, sometimes hash will be sugary. Yeah. You can take it and smash it into the wall. And if you do that over time, you'll create heat from your body and your energy. Do you uh-huh. believe in like energy transfer? Yeah. So energy transfers from your body through the tool into the rosin. So it's like you're giving it energy and heat. Yeah. And it's a lot, it's it's a living thing. You know, this came from a living plant. So for me the whole way through it has a life just like we do even smoking it it's like we're taking in that energy from the plant that's why we feel good yeah so that's beautiful smashing it is a way of putting your energy back into it so it gives it back when you you know like whipping it pounding it in Mm -hmm. it'll smash and also make it wet and like it has this yeah super crazy feel to it yeah (laughs) i've
0: done that before too well i've also like mixed them together you know when like if one of them's getting crumbly, but I guess I didn't know you could just like make it better on
2: its own, yeah, you can uh hash rider tech <laughs> batter tech
1: does it like decarboxylate it wow. over time with the friction?
2: um
3: no, it's not
1: enough,
2: yeah, it's not okay. enough heat to generate into it Just, like
1: get crazy with it
2: it's yeah really, cool. Wait, yeah. I would go really hard, like, yeah, you guys have to show I'll show you in the lab how I go. It's pretty okay. crazy, wow,
1: definitely, so you're China. talking about. The curing methods and aging. Yeah. Um, before we started recording, oh, you yep. mentioned, yeah. can you
0: tell us about your little project or experiment or no? Is it <laughs> yeah, under, absolutely. under wraps?
2: Nah. So, uh, our 90U, or, you know, our extractor's choice 90U is called A5. We call it A five after the wagyu steaks, you know, oh, A five grade, okay. and then mixed micron is our choice steak grade.
0: Nice. Um, so the I'm levels. working. Yeah, it's all about levels. <laughs>
2: We're working on something that I'm gonna call instead of extractor's choice. It's gonna be like a solventless choice or something like that. I want to branch I out beyond that. that and like it's more than a head stash because it's aged. Mm-hmm. So like a super beef is something something I've had chilling for about four months now. Where the other one got packed up and, and sent. Wait, so chilling
0: at what temperature?
2: Room temperature.
0: Oh, yeah. okay. So
2: all of the rosin that I make is uh, shelf stable at room temperature. Okay. So far, it's been shelf stable up to a year. Um, wow. Last, I had one that I pressed 9 2021 and it sold 9 2022 at Spark. And they sent me a picture of it, and they're like, dude. What's happening? Like it <laughs> it's was still wet. Flying, it's yeah. just like a little egg yolk chilling.
0: Wow. Yeah.
2: Um. So throughout this whole process, it creates a super super shelf stable rosin, um, that doesn't really saturate. Like this is the super booth so far. That uh, it's about four months out at room temperature, baking in my car, all this kind of stuff, and it's uh, it's just chilling. Yeah, it's aged, so it it's its own little like me. amoeba. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it instead of being that trop heaviness, it made the black cherry punch and expression in it come out. So it tastes more like a cherry starburst than trop tangy. Whoa! Yeah.
0: Well, I wish we could talk forever, but it's already been over an hour. So oh, shit. oh wow! I'm gonna easy. ask you guys our final two questions that yeah. we ask everyone. Is that okay? Unless yeah. you have anything else. Okay. Um, what do you see as the future of the cannabis industry in Colorado and the country?
2: And the world. Hmm. I'd say growing into cleanliness and quality.
1: Yeah. I hope so.
2: Yep. (laughs) Yeah. I think uh, the community is going to push for that really soon. Yeah. I think uh, all the companies out here, at least in Colorado right now, are making a huge push to do the best that they can. And once that takes full effect, the other companies are going to get weaned out that aren't willing to conform,
3: you know yeah colorado is a good indicator because it's the most mature market in the country mm-hmm. so like you would expect other markets to follow suit and as the consumer gets more educated and they start to realize that quality matters you know yeah. and that health matters and so they lean towards a better better product i think that's going to be the trend everywhere
1: yeah respect i mm-hmm. hope i hope so too yeah do you watch markets in other states
3: i mean just because i'm from florida it be just such a pipe dream to to be down there man you know yeah. um it's just such a high barrier to entry. It's so expensive down there to get yeah. a license. It's so it's so tough. But um also Florida, that'd be the only place I really watch.
2: Okay. Other states yeah. like New York right now, they they passed failed to pass the law that regulated. So they have two years of unregulated cannabis happening out there, from what I've seen and been told. What? <laughs> Weird um, stuff. Yeah, so there's a couple other states that are doing some crazy things that are definitely different. So we'll see how that takes us, too. I think ultimately uh, we're going to be pushed into a federal legalization just because of all these states having the ability to run unregulated like that uh, based on a simple flaw of not paying attention.
0: <laughs> wow. Um,
2: yeah, so when that happens, I think uh, America is going to step up into a whole new light. And
0: then our final question, which is fun, if you could smoke a gozi with anyone, alive or dead, mm. um, or it could be a fictional character, but not family. Okay. Who would it be? And mm. like why?
3: <laughs> oh, that's such a hard question. I could go like all the way back, right? You I
0: can say like... a couple, yeah. There's smoke circle. Yeah. Yeah, we've done smoke
3: circle or yeah.
0: <laughs> you can modify as I feel needed. like
3: like Joe Rogan and Dave Chappelle would be good company.
0: Dave Chappelle. Yeah.
3: Like, I wouldn't mind just smoking a joint with those two dudes.
0: Yeah, seeing what they have to say. I'm sure that would be interesting. I
3: feel like I should have said, like, Ben Franklin or some cool <laughs> shit like that. But, like, I feel like it would be a better smoke. It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, So I'm going with that.
0: Ben Franklin would be like.
1: In my day, like we have torches, I would definitely smoke. (laughs) What are those?
0: Yeah, he'd just be baffled
3: by all of our gadgets. (laughs)
1: Yeah, but he was a stoner as fuck, so or (laughs) or he'd
3: he'd be like, like, "I never showed anybody, but right, look at my
1: invention from 1766. Oh yeah,
3: that'd be
2: cool. Mine would be Jiminy Cricket and Wiz Khalifa. Mm. Good ones. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I want to get that little dude high. (laughs) Oh my god.
0: (laughs) So funny, (laughs) dreams come true,
2: exactly. You you get it, you get it.
0: (laughs) Hell yeah, those are great. Thank you both so much for coming on, and y'all as well. I love this so much and just appreciate what you're doing. And uh, where can people find you? Um, besides. Oh, Instagram
3: at- Oh, yeah, yeah. Instagram at Egozi3. Or a, if you e- want
0: to give like an email or your personal handle too. I'm
3: at mixed Marshall Farmer. You can find me there too. And then uh, either page will we'll have like drops for the actual product as far as dispensaries where we're at. But we're there in general. The uh, you know proverbial us is there.
0: Yes. Yes. Wait, and your storefront is located in Denver.
3: Yeah. In the building that we produce at, yeah, um, it's medical only right now. It's at Stay Alto on Instagram, um, but we're gonna be recreational very soon before the first of the year. So
1: awesome! Yeah. well, I'll be there. I'm a med patient, so yeah.
2: Let's go Come check out it. our flower. <laughs>
1: Fuck yeah!
3: First ever yes. only
2: flower drop too.
1: Okay. Yeah. It's
2: in house at, at Stay Alto right now. Come see Jules. Shout
3: out to Jules. Shout out to Jules.
1: Big shout out to Jules. Jules with the amazing cookies. Yes. Oh yeah, yes. that's Jules. Thank <laughs> you with the for these cookies. I'm gonna dive into these
2: right yes. when we wrap But up. yeah, right now we're at Eclipse Boulder, uh, Unity Road Boulder, Cosmic Light Boulder, Golden Meds Lakewood, Frost Exotic Cannabis, The Center, a cut above Denver, Little Brown House, and Reefer Madness. Yeah. Shout out to the OGs. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Those are all great
1: spots.
0: Yeah. <laughs> amazing. Sweet. Well. Thanks again. You're very welcome. Yeah. And stay high.